Tonight we're going to talk about how you can cooperate and be skillful with God's word in your life and uh, with the anointing. You know, as a believer, you know that uh, you, you have the presence of the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And as much as you have the word of God inside of you, you can draw and believe God for his anointing and his presence wherever you are. Not only in the service, but at home. As a father, as a husband, as a brother, as a wife, as a sister, as a friend. Wherever you are, you can draw on the anointing of God which is inside of you. Amen? You come here to church to get trained and equipped by your pastor, by our pastor. But when we go out, that's where we, we practice. That's where we, we, we work and believe God, whatever we receive from the Word of God through the Scriptures, uh, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we need to put it into action. Not just receiving every day or during the week, but we need to put it into action wherever we are. You know, in emergencies, in a flight, if, you, if there's no doctor on the flight, you are the, you, you are the believer and you carry the presence of God to help people in that flight. Amen? And if you're at a Walmart, at a grocery store, you can believe God and draw the anointing God has put in your life as a believer in Christ. And you can believe God for some miracles and breakthroughs. Hallelujah. So we're going to see that tonight a little bit. And uh, if you would just, uh, uh, you know, if you just look at me as just Kamal, you won't get anything tonight. You, you need to believe God. And you need to believe the anointing God has put in my life on the grace as an evangelist, then you will receive from God. Amen? So just receive from God, from the, from the anointing of God as we begin to read some scriptures tonight. Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. Notice, darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. So there was simultaneously, there was darkness and also the Spirit of God was moving at the same time. Right? But nothing happened until God said in verse 3, then God said, let there be light and there was light. Amen? And the Bible says in verse 4, God saw that the light was good and God separated the light from the darkness. As believer in Christ Jesus, as you go into your houses, as you go into Walmart, wherever you're going to go, I, I encourage you, I challenge you, speak the word of God over those circumstances. Over your marriage, over your finances, over your friends and family the lost prodigals to come back to Jesus. You, you are the light of Jesus Christ wherever you go. Yeah. You know, in the, the, the Bible says there was darkness on the face of the earth. At the same time, the Spirit of God was moving and hovering on the face of the earth also. But nothing happened until God said, let there be light. Let there be light. Amen? How many, how many of you can say tonight... That if you, if you, you're, you're a born again believer and you believe in Jesus tonight. You know, if you're a born again believer, you believe in Jesus, you can, you, wherever you go, you can cultivate the presence of God, the anointing of God and change the circumstance by your words. Whatever you say through this book. Amen? Not through your words, but speak what this book says, what the word of God says. And, and leave it there and see what God can do. Amen? And I encourage you to do that because, uh, you know, uh, we, are, we, are all, we are all like the branch of the army. We uh, Baptists, Methodists, Charismatics, Lutherans, uh, Spirit-filled, uh, whatever you call yourself. Let me tell you, we're like, we're like Navy, we're like Navy SEALs, you know. Uh, we're Marine Corps. We all work together in the body of Christ. You know, we should not separate ourselves and say, you know, their word of faith. 
are, uh, they're Baptists, they're Methodists. We need to work together in unity. Amen? We need to work together in unity, and we need to believe God and do our assignment as a believer in Christ. But I'm, I'm going I'm to put a demand on you, and I'm going to challenge you tonight. You get the richest measure of God's word in this church. And I, I challenge you, as you leave this building, as you go out to your homes and the public places, you have more responsibility because you hear the word of God in a measure, you know, stronger and with more clarity than other, other, other places I've been to. Because I go and preach at some of these places, but you are more uh, fortunate by the grace of God to hear the word of God and word of faith and Holy Spirit, you know, in, in a strong measure here. Amen? And you need to be skillful with, with the word of God you've been receiving every day. In your personal time as you spend time with Jesus, and also during the week as you come and receive from our pastor. You, you know, I, I challenge you and I encourage you, don't just think, you know, for everything you have to call pastor and say, believe God with me. It's okay, but sometimes you have to step up. You need to believe God and you need to, you need to trust God that God can use you wherever you are. You know, pastor is here to train you on weekly basis, but when you uh, have something comes up in your life when pastor is not out of reach, you know, you need to believe God. You need to trust God and you need to receive and, 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 be, and be skillful with, with the word God has given to you. Amen? And, uh, and tonight, if I can just say this to you, uh, there, there are different ways God can minister to you and you can be skillful with God's anointing. Number one, speak the word of God no matter what the situation is. Speak the word of God in, in your marriages, in your family, in your finances. With, with the prodigal coming back to Jesus, speak the word of God every day. And, and, and let the Holy Spirit do the work. Let the angels of God do the work instead of you working in your mind. Instead of you working negatively with worry and thoughts of anxiety. Even with our nation, I know some of you probably uh, probably disturbed. But let me tell you, as you began to say, Father, your power is at work in our nation. Father, I thank you that the prodigals are coming to Jesus. We thank you that there's a great awakening in this nation coming. And you're going to use us and we'll be part of it. As you began to speak and pray like that, you're going to see a change. You're going to see a change. Amen? It's like a farmer puts a seed in the ground it doesn't just automatically, the, uh, the seed will come up. It takes time, right? It takes time. We have a farmer here. You know, he's been sowing seeds right now. How long it takes for the seed to grow up and get a harvest? Three months or so. But in that three months or so, you're doing something to take care of that land, right? Yeah, make sure there's no weeds, no pesticides. And watch the weather, pray and believe God. So we all need to be farmers in the hand of God. And we need to be speaking the word of God every day. Our, over our nation and our family, our circumstances. Even when you come to service, you know, you need to pray and believe God. Father, I thank you for using my pastor. I thank you for giving him utterance and boldness through the word of God. That, uh, that the word of God will have free course in the service. That people will receive the word and glorify you. And we thank you, we worship you. You know, as you begin to pray like that, God, you, you're going to receive more in the service instead of sitting there and wondering when he's going to finish, I can put my checklist on and I can go home. Right? You know, you, you have to be expecting when you come to service. You know, when I don't preach on the road, I'm here most of the time. And while I'm sitting here, pastor will be preaching. But while he's preaching, I get sermon ideas. You know, he's preaching on a different subject, but God began to deal with me and he speaks to me about my next meeting or about the things I'm believing God. So while I'm sitting in the service, I'm receiving answers for me and for my family 
for the things I'm believing because I'm expecting before I come to the service. You know, my kids and I, one of the things we do, my wife, my kids and I, we always pray before we go to the meeting and we pray that the, the, the preacher is going to, uh, God is going to use the preacher with utterance and boldness. And we're going to receive the word of God. And God is going to rescue us and give us impartations and whatever we need in that particular service. And as we do that, you know, we receive from God every time. We receive from God every time. Amen? So I, I encourage you, don't just come and uh, uh, think you know, you're going to do your checklist uh, but receive from God to the fullest measure. So you're not wasting your time when you come here, but you're receiving and you're getting trained in the word of God so you can be skillful when you go out. Amen? Amen. And let, let's see Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8, we'll, we'll, we'll see what Jesus was doing here when people began to come to him uh, in multitude in Matthew chapter 8. We're talking about how we can be skillful with the word of God and with your words in your mouth regarding your circumstances so that you're not just wandering around and saying something when the pressure hits you. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 8, Matthew chapter 8, uh, starting from verse 14. Matthew chapter 8, starting from verse 14. When Jesus came into Peter's home, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick in bed with a fever. Notice what he did. He touched her hand and the fever left her and she got up and waited on him. Amen? So whenever Jesus touched her, the power of God went into her, drive out that fever and she began to guard up and you know, uh, help Jesus and probably feed them a meal there. In verse 16, the Bible says, When evening came, they brought to Jesus many who were demon-possessed. And notice what Jesus did. He cast out the spirits with a word. Amen? Amen? Yeah. He cast out the spirits with a word. Right? And notice what happened. And all who were ill got healed. Right? So when you speak... The word of God over your circumstance every day, every night, and you began to worship God, I'm telling you, you're going to see results in your life. As a farmer has to wait three months to cultivate the land, plant the seed, water it, or make sure, there, uh, make sure there, there are no bugs eating the crop, you know, as he does that, he's going he's gonna to get on his combine and collect the harvest when the time comes. And that's what we need to do. We need to watch our words every day. We need to watch our mindset, our thinking, our attitude, and uh, not to be prideful or arrogant or selfish, or uh, not to be uh, 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 disbelief, but we need to trust God. We need to speak the word of God every day over our circumstances, that things will change. Amen. And if you would, uh, please put this scripture on, uh, on, on the screen in, in Amplified Classic, uh, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 30. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 30, I believe. And I, I'm giving something practical. What I do before I go to bed uh, in, in the nighttime, uh, in the nighttime before I, I go to bed, every night I have certain, se I have certain s scriptures I pray and meditate before I go to bed, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 30, in Amplified Classic, you're welcome to read in whatever the translation you have, but I like Amplified Classic, uh, the way it reads. Uh, I'm going there, and it might, they'll put it on the screen in a few minutes. <clears throat> uh, a calm, undisturbed mind and heart are the life and health of the body. But envy, jealousy, and wrath are like rottenness of the bones. So before I go to bed in the night, even when I get up in the morning, I say, Father, I thank you. You have given to me a calm and undisturbed mind and heart, our life and health to my body. And I praise you and I worship you in Jesus' name. And as I began to pray and meditate 
on the word of God and as I speak it over myself and my family, my children, you know, I, I see a difference. I see uh, uh, whatever the pressure or the circumstance has been lifted up because I'm speaking the word of God over my, myself, over my mind, a calm, undisturbed mind. Amen? A calm, undisturbed mind and heart belongs to you. Our life and health to your body. That's what you need to be believing God every day. You know, if your coworker gets, uh, they're going through something in their life, you can just go and say, you know what, brother? Uh, the Bible says, you know, calm and undisturbed mind. Our heart, life and body to you. You know, you need to pray and believe God with them. You know, you, sometimes they won't accept. Uh, probably they might be unbelievers or they might not be in the church. But as you approach them with the word of God and just pray with them and be a witness in that place, you know, they're going to open up. They're going to receive. And they're going to see that, you know, you have God's word and his power in your life. So they're going to be drawn to you. Instead of you get, you, you get into their drama and their emotions and whatever they're going through, you need to bring what the word says into that situation. You need to bring the power of God into that situation so things can change for you and as well as for them and give you the credibility so you can witness and share Jesus with them if they are unbelievers. Or you can be a witness and a light and help them to come to church if they don't have a church. They're, they're, they're backslidden. Amen? That's why you need to bring the light of God into the darkness and speak life every day. Say, you know what? Calm and undisturbed mind and heart are life and health to your family, to your children. That as you begin to pray, God will change things. Amen? God will change things. One of the people I know, he's, he's, a, he's a friend of mine. He goes to a Baptist church and he has four boys and... Uh, one of his son, he was in college. He's in, still in college. Uh, he, he got into a wrong crowd. And uh, he moved out of the house. Stopped talking to his dad on the phone. And uh, he's li he was living in an apartment. And uh, he told his dad one day, I'm going to change my body parts. And I'm going to become uh, you know, something else. I'm not going to be a boy anymore. So the father, you know, he was really angry and upset, and that really broke his heart. So he, he, he approached me and said, uh, this is the situation, and I need you to pray and believe God with me uh, in this situation. You know what we did? First of all, I told him there's a spirit behind it which is causing him to do these crazy things in his mind, these foolish things. So I, uh, first of all, what we did, we took authority over that spirit to be broken from this boy in Jesus' name. Amen? Second, what I did, for next 90 days, I'm giving you a prescription from the word of God, and I told him for next 90 days, I want you to pray Colossians 1, verse 13, every day over your son. In Colossians 1, verse 13, uh, if you would please put it on the, script, uh, on the screen there. The Bible says in Colossians 1 verse 13 that, that the Father will, has transferred you and has, uh, from the darkness, from, from the evil kingdom, and has brought you into his kingdom of his beloved son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen? And what I told my friend, you know, this is what I needed to do every day. Father, I thank you for drawing my son from wrong influence. I thank you for drawing him away from these crazy things in his mind. And I thank you for bringing him into your kingdom, into your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And I, I told him to begin to praise God every day. This was last year in October, and uh, he began to do that faithfully. You know, the, the, the key, you to be skillful, you know what? You don't just pray uh, for one or two times or maybe like three weeks or four weeks. You need to stay on that assignment 
until you get answer from the Lord. That's being skillful. You know, you speak the word of God, that's being skillful, and you stay with the word of God with thanksgiving until it comes to pass. When you do that, you're being effective with the word of God in your situation. So this brother, he did that, and beginning of January 2021, which is almost 90 days, you know, his son, who ignored his phone calls, never wanted to talk to him again, he said, Dad, I would like to see you and meet you today. And that was the beginning of January this year, and today his son moved back out of the apartment, and he's back into his normal life, and he don't want to do any stupid things like changing his body, but he's in his right mind, and he began to love the Lord and go to church and read Bible, and God began to do a great work for him. Amen? Amen? And in him, because somebody took an assignment and they stayed with it skillfully, consistently, speaking the word of God every day. Amen? And this is what I challenge you to do every day, that Father, I thank you for drawing me and delivering me and my family from every wrong influence, from every wicked one, unreasonable people, uh, as we live on this earth. And I thank you for bringing us into thy kingdom, into the kingdom of your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. As you begin to pray, God is going to change things for you. And God is going to begin to change things in our nation also. You know, that darkness, that spirit, those things can be driven out as we begin to take authority in Jesus' name and pray. And pray. Amen? So I, I encourage you, I challenge you to trust God and believe God that God can, God can do these things for you. Amen? So, uh, number two, the first thing is you need to speak the word of God over your situation. Right? You need to stay with that assignment until it comes to pass in your life. Amen? Number two, the way you can have the power of God in your life uh, to, to work and to be effective, I, I want you to open to uh, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. We'll look at a couple of scriptures here. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. The Bible says here, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, the Bible says, For this reason, we also constantly thank God that when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of man, but for what it really is, the word of God, which also performs its work in you who believe. Amen? So when, when, when Pastor Chris, when he preaches the word of God to you, or even like when other ministers stands here and preaches the word of God, you don't just receive or look at and say, oh, he's just a man, but you need to receive the word of God coming directly from heaven to your spirit through the, with the help of the Holy Spirit. When you receive it, the power of God is going to work in you. Amen? When you receive with that attitude, the power of God is going to work in you. Same thing, you're in the same area. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5. The Bible says here, For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power, in the Holy Spirit, and with full conviction, just as you know what kind of man we prove it to be among you for your sake. Amen? So the gospel of Jesus Christ not only comes to you as you hear the word of God from this pulpit, you know, not as the word, just the word of God, but also the power. The power of God working. The power of God working with the help of the Holy Spirit in your life. You know, the word actually power, when you check it in the Greek, it means miracle working power. That's what the word in, in Greek means. So when you receive the word of God you, with his miracle working power, things will change in your life. Things will change in your life. Amen? 
you know, I, I, I got a call from a, a pastor friend of mine. Uh, he, he, one of his congregation uh, uh, children, uh, he was, this kid was four, four, four years old. And when he went to bathroom in the morning, uh, uh, he began to bleed in the back. Uh, and uh, they rushed him into the hospital, to the emergency room, and uh, he passed out in the ICU, and the doctor don't know what to do with him because he was only four years old. Uh, um, so uh, the pastor called me and said, uh, 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 Brother Kamal, can you pray and believe with me regarding so-and-so in my congregation? Their son was rushed to the ICU, and uh, he passed out, and the doctor don't know what to do with him. And uh, I never, I, I haven't prayed like this before, but I, I prayed uh, when I got this phone call. I said, let's pray on the phone right now. And I began to pray and said, Father, by the blood of Jesus Christ, the angel you have given to this little boy, uh, strengthen him and stop that blood flow from his back so that he's not going to have any more bleeding and I thank you for making him normal in his body and in his mind, in his organs. And I rebuke you, devil, to remove your hands from him in Jesus' name. And we began, I told the pastor, let's worship God on the phone. And as we began to worship God, uh, and, uh, the peace of God came. The peace of God came. And two o'clock in the afternoon, uh, 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 the doctor said, there's nothing wrong with your son. And he's good to go home. Amen. Amen. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying uh, I'm, not, I'm the only one, but you have to be skillful with the knowledge and with the revelation you have from the word of God and pray effectively so that, you know, you can help people who are in need. You know, you, you have to, you, you cannot be, you cannot pray with unbelief and with turmoil with, uh, with a little bit of doubt or worry or concern, but you have to be skillful and you know, be effective the way you pray according to the word of God and believe that God will answer your prayer and meet your need wherever you are in your situation. Amen? Amen. And, uh, you know, he's normal today. The parents asked him to come and dedicate uh, this little one, so I went to their church and I dedicated the little one unto the Lord a uh, few weeks ago, so uh, God, God is faithful, and God is at the uh, uh, doing miracle, working power as we do our job, as we do our job, right? You know, m most of the time we think it's going to be the pastor, it's going to be the prophet or the evangelist, but let me tell you, we'll do our job as you do your job, and God will do His job. Everybody has to be skillful, right? Everybody has to be skillful so we can be effective as we go out of these four walls. Hallelujah. Uh, let, let's go to Acts chapter, uh, Acts chapter 14. Acts chapter 14. I want to show you something here. Acts chapter 14. It's only 8.03 right now, so we have a little bit of time. 8.03, Acts chapter 14. I want to show you something here. Acts chapter 14, let's read from verse 1, Acts chapter 14, verse 1, the Bible says, in Iconium, they entered the synagogue of the Jews together and spoke in a such a manner that a large number of people believed, both Jews and of Greeks, but the Jews who disbelieved stirred up the minds of the Gentiles and embittered them against the brethren. Therefore, they spent a long time there speaking boldly with reliance upon the Lord, right? So let me tell you something. When the pressure is on, you cannot back off and you cannot run away. You need to stand there. You need to pray. You need to believe God. You need to worship God and pray in the Spirit and speak over that situation and be bold. As you are bold in your situation, in your circumstances, regarding your family, your friends, your finances, our own nation, let me tell you, God is going to back us up. God is going to back you up, right? So, so what happened? Uh, because this, they were bold with reliance upon the Lord in verse 3, 
Notice what happened. Who was testifying? The Lord was testifying to the word of his grace. Notice, when we speak his word, he's going to back us up. Right? Instead of something nonsense, unbelief, we need to speak what the word says. And the Bible says in verse 3, granting that signs and wonders be done by their hands. So God didn't do it, but God used their hands to do it. Amen? So God can use your hands to do it as you go out into the marketplaces, as you go back into your house. Wherever you are, as you don't back off because of the pressure, because of the enemy, whatever the situation is, but you are bold with the word of God and speak it over yourself, your marriage and your family, your prodigals, the lost loved ones, God is going to help you. God is going to change things for you. Amen? So I, I encourage you, I encourage you to do this uh, as, you, as, as you live for God, as we live in these last days. In verse 4, but the people of the city were divided and some sided with the Jews and some with the apostles. And when an attempt was made by both Gentiles and the Jews with their rulers to mistreat and to stone them, they became aware of it and fled to the cities of Lyconia, Lystra, and Derby, and the surrounding region. And there they continued to preach the gospel. At Lystra, notice this, this is very important. In verse 8, at Lystra, a man was sitting who had no strength in his feet, lame from his mother's womb, who had never walked. Verse 9 this man was listening to Paul as he spoke, who, when he had fixed his gaze on him and had seen that he had faith to be made well. Amen? And what, notice what Paul did in verse 10. Said with a loud voice, Stand up, stand upright on your feet. And he leaped up and began to walk. Hallelujah? So this man was intently paying attention to what Paul was preaching, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Probably Paul was preaching that Jesus is same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Probably Paul is preaching that Jesus can raise the dead. Paul is preaching that Jesus can forgive an adulterous person and give them back the new life in Christ Jesus. Paul is preaching that Jesus can cast out an evil spirit and make a new person out of that old person. So as Paul began to preach the word of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ, this man paying attention to the word of God, and as Paul began to look at this man, he was perceived through the Holy Spirit and said, you know what, this guy has faith to get up. This guy has faith to get up. So he didn't just stop there. He was skillful with the Holy Spirit knowledge and with the word of God and said, you know, get up and walk. Amen? Amen. In Jesus' name. As he did that, the Bible says the man got up and began to leap. Right? So the preacher has to do one, his job to perceive that people have faith to receive and speak to them. And the audience, the congregation, has to have the faith to act on the word of God. Right? So as you do your job, as the preacher does their job, God's power is going to be available in that situation. Right? You know, I, I'm going to share something here. It might not make sense, but think about it. This is a true story. Uh, uh, in, in the middle of the night... Uh, there was a knock on this grandmother's door. So she opened the door and the doctor uh, came up to the door and said, uh, your, your, your daughter, uh, her appendix got ruptured and uh, she's at the point of death and I'm taking her to the next hospital uh, because they live in a small town and I thought you want to see her before, you know, if she passes away, yeah, there's no chance of living. Uh, and, and, and this little grandmother looked at the doctor and said, you go ahead and take her to the next uh, town hospital and I'm just going to pray and believe God here. And all she did, this little grandmother, 
she prayed and said, Father, you know, you know that I believe in thy power working in this situation. And that's all she prayed and began to praise God. As she began to praise God and believe in the power of God, there was a, no there was a knock on the door again, and the doctor came back and said, your daughter is normal. Your daughter is normal, and I don't need to take her to the next town to the doctor, and she's, she's normal today. Amen? So somebody knows about the power of God, how they can be skillful, how they can tap to the power of God so people's lives can be changed. You know, we cannot be in a hurry. We cannot do things in, in emergency because something showed up. We need to check our spirit and we need to draw the word of God from our spirit and speak over that situation and believe God that his power is going to back you up. You know, I, I began to, uh, when I came to Paducah, nobody knows me here. I began to go to Kentucky Oaks Mall uh, and witness on weekly base. And there was one guy, uh, uh, he told me in 2010, I, I don't believe in Jesus. You don't waste your time with me. And I don't believe in Bible. Uh, you go ahead and do whatever you're doing. So what I did, I, I used to go and witness to other people, but I didn't bother him. All I did every time I went to the mall, uh, I got his name. I began to pray for him in my private time. And every time I went up to him, I said, uh, how is your business? How is your family? Uh, I just want to let you know that I'm praying for you. That's all, that's all, uh, that's all I did uh, since 2010. In 2014, he accepted a New Testament Bible from me. Right? In 2015... I was, I was finished witnessing at the mall. We were going home, my son and I. And he, he, he walked up to me and he looked at my eyes and said, Kamal, I need God. I need God. Right? So for five years, what I did, instead of being offended, instead of ignoring him, I began to pray the word of God over himself that God is going to take control of him and I took authority over that spirit which is, you know, blinding his eyes. Because the Bible says in, in, first, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, the Bible says, The small God of this world has blinded the eyes of the people not to see the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. So what I did, Father, by the blood of Jesus Christ, I, I, I take authority over this, uh, this stronghold, this spirit to be broken from this man, that he will be open to the truth of Jesus Christ in his life. I thank you for putting right people in his life to receive the Lord. As I began to do that since 2010, in, in, in five years, I got one opportunity to pray with him that he may receive Jesus as his Lord. Amen? So you, 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 have, to, you have to be you know, patient, you have to be skillful, and you need to believe God. You need to believe God that those prodigals will come to Jesus, that those marriages will be changed, that our nation will have a great awakening and a Holy Spirit revival before Jesus comes back. Right? So I, I, I encourage you, you know, it's not, it's not all up to God. It's not all up to the preacher, but it's you have a job to do. Amen. You know, we, we, have, we have this uh, 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 treasure inside of us. If you would, uh, if you would let's go to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Uh, I just quoted it, and we'll just go and read it here. Uh, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, uh, the Bible says, we have, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels, which is your body, so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not for, from ourselves. Amen? So we have this uh, surpassing greatness of God's power living in you and me every day. Right? And as we pray in the Holy Ghost, 
as we richly dwell on the word of Christ, you know what? We can draw on that, his greatness. Every believer, I'm telling you, you, you have the greatness of God inside of you. Sometimes you don't tap into it. Sometimes you probably don't know it. Or sometimes you think it's all up to the preacher or all up to God. But you have God's greatness in you. You can do great things for God. You can do great things for God as you go out of this building. Most of you probably heard about Azusa Street Revival. And you know how many people were in the building each night during that revival? 70 people. Not more than 70 people. But they were hungry for God. And they were all in unity. And they were, uh, they were being skillful with what's going on. Uh, you know, nobody laid hands on people. People just came into the services with uh, blind eyes and with crippled, uh, with tumor. And because the presence of God was so strong, because people were able to be skillful with the anointing of God, you know, the glory of God was so strong in that building. Uh, even one night, the fire truck, they called the fire truck people from outside and said, we see some kind of fire and flame on the top of the building. So the uh, people outside, they called. But when, they, when the fire people showed up, you know, all they see is uh, uh, glory and the smoke inside. Amen. Amen. Uh, it's because God did his job and also people were skillful and they did their job. Amen. And uh, the, the last scripture I want to show you, it's 8.16. So I'm going to close here. Uh, you can go home. Uh, uh, let, let's go to Second Chronicles chapter 5. You know, this is the passage the Lord has given to me. And I've been actually uh, praying and believing God in my personal time, in my ministry as I go out and do the works of Jesus Christ. Second Chronicles chapter 5, starting from verse 11. Second Chronicles chapter 5, starting from verse 11. The Bible says here, Second uh, Chronicles chapter 5, verse 11. When the priest came forth from the holy place, for all the priests who were present had sanctified themselves without regard to division. Notice, the word sanctified means set apart. So they're not just living in the world. They're not just doing whatever the world is doing, but they're separated themselves from chaos, from bitterness, from anger, from pride, from lust, and from unforgiveness. They're sanctified. They're just living for God. Amen? They're not just living for God on Wednesday night or Sunday morning. They're living for God when nobody is watching them. Right? You know, that's the only way your children will, are going to serve God. If you, if you just do and live for God the way you live in your home as well as outside, then your children will notice. Then they will follow God no matter what happens to them or whatever they face because you, not only you put the seed in them, the word of God, but you showed them practically, you know, what, what you're doing with God every day. So you have to be sanctified. You have to set yourself apart. In verse 12, and all the Levitical singers, Asaph, Herman, Jeduthun, and their sons, kinsmen, clothed in fine linen, with cymbals, harps, and lights, standing east of the altar, and with them, notice, 120 priests blowing trumpets. 120 priests blowing trumpets. Verse 13, this is very key. For the power of God, for the glory of God, in unison, in unity, when the trumpets and singers were, were to make themselves heard with one voice, notice, one voice, to praise and to come uh, and compend, uh, to glorify the Lord. And when they lifted their voice, accompanied by the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music, and when they praised the Lord, saying, he indeed is good, and for his loving kindness is everlasting. Then the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud, so that the priest could not stand to minister because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord 
fill the house of God. Amen? That's what I'm contending in my lifetime. That's what I contend at home, in my family, in my marriage, in my ministry. This is what I'm contending, that I'm going to see this day, you know, in my lifetime. I don't need to stand and preach wherever I'm preaching. The glory of God, the presence of God will be so strong and evident that the prodigals will come to the altar before I give altar call. That the sick will be healed and the blind will, eyes will be opened and the cripple will walk and, 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 and the people who are depressed will be set free because the glory of God is there in, in, in a strong measure that I don't need to do anything. Amen? All I need to do is, you know, be skillful and uh, with the word of God and with his power and be in unity with whatever God is doing in that service. Notice, 120 priests, they blow trumpets, they sing, and they were all united together. They're all sanctified together. And because they did their job and consecrated themselves, God began to move in that service. God began to move in that, uh, in that temple. And God began to change things for them. Amen? If I can challenge you a couple of things tonight, you know, let's be united together when we come together to worship God. Let's be together as we praise and worship as we receive the word of God in our hearts. And also, let's consecrate ourselves. You know, I, I, I'm speaking to believers, most of you. I know most of you, are, not everybody is perfect here. We all have our things to t uh, clean up and straighten up and get better in life with the word of Christ, with Jesus. I challenge you, do something extra tonight as you go home to consecrate yourself unto the Lord, to sanctify yourself unto the Lord. You know, clean up some of the things you need to do as the Holy Spirit began to deal with you so that we can be skillful, so that we can have this kind of services and atmosphere, not only in our churches, but also at our homes, wherever we are, that the glory of God will show up and things will change for us. Even in our nation, things can change in Washington, you know, because of the glory of God the great awakening of the Holy Spirit will come. And you can be part of this. Amen? You know, I got a phone call, but I never really made a move to go there. But in eastern Kentucky, where the first great awakening took place, uh, it's, called, uh, it's called Bourbon County. Uh, uh, there's, there's a group of Presbyterians, Baptists, and Methodists, even Lutherans. They, uh, they just came together every Friday to take Lord's communion and worship God. That was the common goal. As they began to do this in 1800s, the Spirit of God fell in, 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 the, in those services and they began to have revival. Uh, that they called that the first great awakening in Kentucky area. And uh, uh, I went there and preached there a uh, couple of years ago. I go there continuously. But, uh, but, but this one church, they called me and said, we believe God is going to do a great awakening again in our nation as well as in Kentucky here. And we believe you're going to have a part in this and we would like you to pray and see if you can come and do some services here. And I said, well, that will be great and I'm going to pray and uh, uh, believe God. Uh, but I haven't, I haven't really did anything after that. But... Uh, but, but I, I'm believing, I'm contending, uh, you know, Second Chronicles 5. 2 Chronicles 5, that the glory of God will come. That you don't need to do much in your human knowledge. But God will do it. He will change the sinners. And he will heal the sick. You know, the, quickly, uh, I'm, I'm doing a Bible study with a group of Presbyterians on divine healing. That it's the will of God for people to get healed. In Jesus' name. And this lady uh, asked me, she's in her 70s, and she asked me, I have a bladder cancer, and doctor told me that I need to come for surgery, but I'm not comfortable in going. What should I do? I said, well, I cannot give you a definite answer, but I, uh, but I, will, uh, I can say this. You pray, 
and you believe God and see if you have peace to go to the surgery or just believe God through his word. And this was in summer 2020 last year. And I began to do this Bible study with this group of people once a month. And she told me last month, you know what? God healed me. God healed me. I'm healed and I don't have any cancer in my bladder anymore. Amen? You know, so I, I encourage you, wherever you go, you know, take, uh, believe God with the word God has given to you and let God use you that you can, you can be part of this great awakening. Amen? Amen? So uh, if you just close your eyes, are, are you guys having prayer tomorrow? So there's cooperative prayer at 9 o'clock in the morning here. And uh, there's no mentoring tomorrow night. And uh, Sunday morning at 10.30, Pastor, Pastor Cody will be here with his family. So uh, be here. Uh, but I'm just going to pray and believe God with you. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you. I praise you that, uh, that you, you're working in the hearts of your people tonight. That there's some things can be cleaned up that they can be sanctified, they can be separated, that they will be more skillful with thy word, with thy power, that, they can, they, that you can use them wherever they go, in their homes, in their marriages, with their families, even when they come together as a body of Christ uh, to worship you, Father. I'm thanking you and I'm believing that your glory will show up. Your presence will be there that lives of the people will be changed in Jesus' name. And as they go home, Father, may you bless them and protect them, and may the angels you have given to them assist them according to Psalms 91. And I thank you, Holy God, that you're working in the hearts of the people tonight. That there, the, I believe the Holy Spirit is saying that uh, make those adjustments. Make those adjustments tonight. That God has been dealing with some of you. And you have been busy. And you have ignored the voice of the Holy Spirit. But you have to, be, you have to repent. And you have to be skillful. And you need, to, you need to consecrate yourself. You know, check your heart tonight. You know, make those adjustments. Let, let, God, let, let God deal with you. Whatever you're, you're dealing with, God can, God, God's power can back you up. And he can clean those things for you. Amen.